Another characteristic of the true prophet has been love. The free man who has learned to hear God's voice and dared to obey it has felt the moral burden that broke the hearts of the Old Testament prophets, crushed the soul out of our Lord Jesus Christ, and wrung streams of tears from the eyes of the apostles. All that we do on this earth, all that we accumulate on this earth, and no matter how successful we may be in business or ministry, be assured it'll be weighed in the balances in eternity. Beloved, let's not get there and be paupers. The free man has never been a religious tyrant, nor has he sought to lord it over God's heritage. It is fear and lack of self-assurance that has led men to try to bring others under their feet. They have had some interest to protect, mark that well, some position to secure, so they have demanded subjection from their followers as a guarantee of their safety. But the free man, never. He has nothing to protect, no ambition to pursue, and no enemy to fear. For that reason, he is completely careless of his standing among men. <laughs> I've read this many times in preparation for this message. And I'm going to tell you, this guy was anointed of God when he wrote this. For this time and this generation. I'm concerned where the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is going today. There is a massive movement that threatens to water down Christianity to nothing more than a feel-good acceptance. And beloved, if we're not careful, we'll fall right into it without even knowing we did. We dare not lose Pentecost for the next generation that's coming up. We are the leaders. We cannot afford to let a generation or two go by without a revival, without a move of God. And if the leaders don't lead, who will? If they follow him, well and good. If not, he loses nothing that he holds dear. As I read that, I thought about John the Baptist. And that song we just sang, crying in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. He did not care that they mocked the way he dressed. He didn't have the robes of the temple, neither did Jesus. He didn't even try to minister in the temple. He went out in the highways and byways and by the riversides, and he called to the nation of Israel to repent. And those who had a true heart repented. And those who were puffed up in religious pride mocked and scorned and scoffed at John and Jesus. But they were leaders. The only way you remember the name of Caiaphas or Annas or any of those idiots is that they opposed Jesus, and that's the end of their story. But Jesus raised up a movement that has shook the world. And he is the leader of all leaders. Well, before I preach in the midst of my article, let me move on. And so, whether he is accepted or rejected, he will go on loving his people with sincere devotion, and only death can silence his tender intercession for them. This is a leader. Yes, if evangelical Christianity is to stay alive, it must have men again, the right kind of men. It must repudiate the weaklings who dare not speak out. It must seek in prayer and much humility the coming again of men of the stuff 
of which prophets and martyrs are made. God will hear the cries of his people as he heard the cries of Israel and Egypt and he will send deliverance by sending deliverers. It is his way. God is a deliverer. First and foremost, before 24 hours passed after Adam and Eve sinned, God was there with deliverance. And some have been crying out to God in Oak Ridge, sister, since 1978. God, have you forgotten us? They've walked these streets, they've walked these grounds before this church was ever here. And by the Spirit of God, they saw us. And they said, God, do it again. Do it in Oak Ridge. Do it in Oak Ridge like the story I've told you before that I heard about this church. It's in Europe. It was the home church of the founder of the Salvation Army, General William Booth. And on the wall, there's a plaque in honor to him. He'd been long gone, and another pastor was pastoring the church, and one day he came out. It was outside the church, and this little black man said to him, can a man pray his prayers in here? And the pastor said, well, certainly, come on in. He went in and he went to that wall. He saw that plaque. He went to that wall and he looked at that plaque and with tears streaming down his face, he said, Oh God, do it again. Do it again. Raise up another general booth. Raise up another prophet for this generation, for your generation that will hazard reputation, that will throw caution to the wind, that will say, Bless God, I will lead if it kills me. Folks, there comes a dividing line somewhere where we either have leaders or we perish. And we've got to have leaders that are men. And men, this may sound like I'm preaching at you this morning, but I'm not. I'm preaching at all of us. I've got to step up to this as well as you do. I'm a whole lot harder on me than I am on you. Be assured.